Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by Diligent on third-party management, a risk-based approach. Over this series, we will take a look at risk mitigation, questionnaires and due diligence, implementation and maintenance, reporting, and FCPA use cases. Before we get started, a quick word from our sponsor, Diligent. This podcast series is presented by Diligent. Diligent empowers leaders with a holistic view of their organization's governance, risk, compliance, audit, and ESG practices so they can make better decisions faster, no matter the challenge. Ready for purpose-driven compliance? Diligence equips leaders with the tools they need to build, monitor, and maintain a culture of open, transparent ethics and compliance. We elevate partner transparency with our risk-based approach to monitoring third-party business relationships. We can provide access to the tools, services, support, and community you need to keep a step ahead of an ever-evolving regulatory landscape. For more information and to book a demo, visit diligent.com backslash third-party risk. On this part four, Adam Bailey on reporting. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back again for another episode in our five-part series with Diligent. Today, I'm thrilled to have with me Adam Bailey, the Senior Vice President of Products. Adam, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Thank you very much, Tom. Great to be here. So, Adam, one of the things Diligent is well known for is its work with the board around GRC. I wanted to maybe tie that into third-party risk management today and ask when you're advising a board or if you're consulting with a board, they understand they have a role of oversight, but how do you help them fulfill that role of oversight from the third-party risk management perspective? Tom, thank you very much for asking me to be on the show today. Great to be here and absolutely really keen to talk through Diligent, what we do and the relationship we have with the board. We serve over 750,000 board directors across 25,000, sorry, 25,000 customers across the world. And that relationship's provided with a unique insight into what board members require to carry out their duties. And visibility of assessment of strategic risks facing the company obviously sits at the heart of that. We strive to provide the board with unprecedented clarity. We strive to enable executive teams and GRC practitioners to ensure they provide the right insight, information and context to the board on the risk, audit, compliance, and ESG. And our solutions enable those businesses to deliver that insight in an intuitive, visually appealing manner through best practice templates and dashboards. This is all delivered through the Diligent platform, an enterprise-wide single source of all non-financial data required to ensure effective governance, risk, and compliance across companies. What the Diligent platform does is connects practitioners, executives, and the boards together to enable organizations not just to mitigate and manage risk, but actually to take risks and seize chances and to innovate and drive things forwards. So this connection enables a culture of continuous improvement, starting at board level and cascading down through the structures of the business. We know that change is constant. Regulators are looking for risk management policies and practices which continually improve and evolve over time. And so we empower and support leaders and businesses to do that. From a third-party risk management perspective, this is obviously an increasingly important topic for boards. The third-party management landscape is becoming more and more complex and globally interconnected. 
every year that goes by. Each company is working with an increasing number of third parties. I think there's some research by Gartner suggested that 60% of businesses work with over a thousand third party now, third parties now. So as outsourcing grows more prevalent and the number of third party relationships grows, the risk companies face from their outsourced partners obviously scales proportionally with that. So here at Diligent, we're very much focused on how we can make sure that we can support boards as they have a view across this broadening and evolving landscape. And at the heart of this is working smarter. It's the prudent use of both human humans and technology assets together to employ a risk-based approach to third-party vendor. Continuous blanket monitoring of all third parties with every risk aspect you can think of is just not feasible and in all probability wouldn't deliver the outcomes that we need to help our clients and businesses have. So focus is key here. The first thing we need to do is really understand the risk each third party poses. I know the SEC and DOJ have proposed a number of aspects that they suggest are worthy of particular considerations, such as the country that the vendor is based in, the sector they're in, the people who are leading that business, owning that business, and the level of regulation around that particular industry. But it's also important for the board to continue to consider the business in question and the sort of inherent nature of the dealings with that third party. Clearly, if it's of major value to the business, it's going to require more scrutiny. If that partnership was to somehow fail, if the impact will be great, then it's obviously going to require more scrutiny. If you've got a vendor supplying office supplies, then clearly it's going to require different treatment to if it's a partnership that's doing sales to other government bodies, for example. Now, some companies do that using external sort of third parties and software solutions. Some have their own in-house teams to do that. What's, what it's important to bear in mind is when it comes down to it, regulators want to see the existence of due diligence processes and effective plans to monitor those processes and fundamentally demonstrate that companies are making a good faith effort to address the risks. Now, this includes training third parties, maybe confirming, affirming that they've reviewed your code of conduct. Maybe it would involve, active, it would involve actively training them if you have certain sort of concerns around that third party. It's also important to look at how that company manages their third parties as well. So companies need to adopt a continual improvement view of these things, embrace not just one and done due diligence, but it's an ongoing rigorous due diligence to identify risk areas and to set benchmarks to target to up their game the entire time. And that continual driving forward underpins a lot of what our focus is here in terms of we clearly the world doesn't stand still. We are constantly looking at ways that we can ensure that we have systems that can provide real time information and data throughout the relationship with the third party to enable businesses to react to these increasing changing times. And Certainly now, the challenges around this are bigger than they've, than they've ever been before with such, such macro-level changes. Clearly, 
rising social consciousness has had customers, stakeholders and employees alike all demanding more transparency around the third parties that companies work with. Companies need to enforce their commitment to shared principles, ethical cultures and honest business practices. Obviously, doing the right thing is good for the world, and but it's also good for business, business as well. And principled companies are always better equipped to contend with unforeseen third-party risks. So compliance isn't something that a company just has to have. It's something they need to show they want to have. And this is what third-party regulators are increasingly looking for. Adam, before we move on, you said something early on in your remarks I thought was incredibly significant. And that was... This process allows boards to take risks. You spent a long time talking about managing risk, but let me go back to the taking risk. Years ago, I heard John Reed, when he was president of Citibank, say, the reason you have brakes on a car is not to slow down. It's so you can drive fast. And that if you can take risks, you have perhaps greater business opportunities because generally if there's a higher risk, whatever that risk might be, there's a higher opportunity for profit. And so if you have a robust risk management system in place, which identifies a risk, gets that information to the decision makers, allows the decision makers to move forward with a robust risk management strategy, you may be ahead of the competition. That's unfortunately not something compliance or GRC professionals focus on, but I think it's incredibly significant that by demonstrating a robust risk management system, as you have outlined, with continuous monitoring and continuous improvement, you can actually take more risk, or at least consider taking more risk. And so I was wondering if what your thoughts might be on that, if you think that's a a fair assessment, or you see it in a different approach. I think that is totally fair. And this is why we focus the diligent platform, not just on operating at the board level or at the GRC practitioner level, but connecting them. So whether it's the board or whether it's even the compliance team and the CCO, they have to cover a bigger scope than they ever have before. So absolutely, we need robust processes and systems in place. And we naturally, that is the bread and butter of what we do from from the third party management side of things. So yes, we do provide systems to make sure that when you create your third party profile, it's screened against sanctions lists, embargo watch lists, etc, to provide the rich data that's there. We're shorting through billions of news articles and pages to ensure that we are providing and using some patented ML that we've done to make sure that we can really identify what really matters in that sea of data that's there and we provide the dashboards that you need to be able to see not just the the initial status of those third parties but to see how that evolves and changes and so should there be a fundamental shift somewhere we will make sure that our product tells you there and then so that those teams can action there but I think to your point what's key about this is that the executive teams and the board need to not just know that the risk is being there and trapped, but understand the real context of that. And that's some of the fundamental value that the diligent platform can provide. So we add the relevancy and context to the board by bringing together the third-party risk data and insight we have with maybe revenue margins for a, a business unit for a, or a, a particular 
commercial benefit that a relationship with a third party provides. So the board don't just know that there's a risk associated with a third party vendor or a risk of a non-compliance, but they can truly understand the context of that risk. So they have the insight they need to inform better decisions. So it's not just about the risk that the exposure creates, it's about the true impact. And so what that means is that rather than, again, having a blanket view of all these things, you can look at it and then say, actually, the upside, the potential here is, and actually, so let's understand that potential. Let's understand the benefit of going in this direction. And let's do it with our eyes wide open. The lights are on. We can see where we're going. That, that context is something that is a huge benefit of having the single platform, the single source of truth. And so you bring together the day-to-day activities from a compliance perspective with the overall direction and uh, drive that the senior executive team provide and the decision-making accountability and support from the board so that you can all work together to drive organizations forward. And from a CCO perspective, that's huge. Because suddenly you're shifted from being the person that's keeping track of these things and who is on the hook for ensuring that we're doing the right things and behaving in the right way to being a function that can actually help drive the business forward. You can deliver growth. Suddenly the whole function can be seen as something that is actually a huge positive benefit. So that, and that I think is beneficial, not just to compliance teams, not just to CCOs, but businesses as a whole. We've- We've got just a couple of minutes left, but I wanted to conclude by perhaps focusing on something you mentioned in your remarks, Adam, and that was really two things, the single source of truth, but within the context of a board, or excuse me, a GRC professional reporting to a board, a board receiving that information, and then a board actually communicating back down to the GRC professional, whether it be head of sustainability, chief compliance officer, or other corporate officer, about the direction the board wants to go. So I was wondering if you just might conclude with some words about really that two-way dialogue or two-way avenue of information that the diligence platform allows. So we, we've spent time working with boards for many years now, and we have a unique insight and knowledge into the way that boards consume insight best. And so to your point about how we're communicating from the compliance teams up, the board, what the platform helps us to do is not just provide, pull together all of the information a single source of truth, but it means that we can leverage best practice templates to provide that in a structure to the board such that it actually means something to them. That gives them the confidence to drive better decisions and feel that they are closer to what's actually going on and they can provide better support to the senior leadership team. And so with the other, with the board and governance aspects of the diligent platform as well, that's supporting the topics that the board cover and the minutes and actions that come down for that, we can then associate the best practice data that goes through in the board pack within the minutes and actions that cascade back through. So you get the traceability. So from the initial contact with a third party, the due diligence that's done, the audit trail around the checks and balances that were done, the statuses that are going through the senior leadership team to the board, the decisions that, that helps inform at the board level, and then the minutes and actions that come back from that then cascade back down through that team. So you get the constant cycle, and then the actions that are cascading through those teams will then drive behaviours on the compliance side, which will then provide more precise, clearer insights to the board the next time around. So we are it's a continuous cycle of 
always informing or always ensuring that the information that's provided to the board is the clearest, most relevant and most targeted they need to inform the right decisions. And then based on those decisions, executives can then drive specific actions in the business to drive for outcomes that everyone wants to see. Adam, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us for our fifth and final episode next time where Alexander Cotto talks to us about some recent FCPA failures around third-party risk management. Before we leave, Adam, if anyone wanted more information on any of the topics we've touched on today, what would be the best place for them to go? Diligent.com has a whole host of advice, white papers, guidance, so that would be my first port of call. Adam, I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me, and I look forward to continuing this conversation. Thank you very much, Tom. Absolute pleasure. This is Tom Box again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you will join us tomorrow for our fifth and concluding episode, where I'm joined by Alexander Kosha, Manager of Risk and Compliance from the Volkoff Law Group, where we take a look at FCPA enforcement actions from 2022 and see how they create use cases for third-party management as we've discussed throughout this week. I know you'll find this final episode fascinating. This podcast series sponsored by Diligent is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.